This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. The plague that swept through Constantinople left tens of thousands dead in its wake. But not all of those sickly, shambling victims were suffering from the same plague. The bumps on the skin, the dead eyes, the half-dead appearance seemed to the fleeing onlookers like the buboes and symptoms of the Black Death. But the Great Mortality merely served as a convenient cover for the darker presence that stalked the streets of the last bastion of the Roman Empire. The Metropolitan of the Orthodox Church in Constantinople, Isaac Alexios, walked the streets of the cursed city confidently. He smiled at the afflicted, he visited their households and blessed them. Most assumed his faith protected him, as no man absent of divine protection would dare be so bold. Earlier, even he had counseled against exactly the behavior that he exhibited. Perhaps he had received some blessing as a man of the cloth which kept him safe. On the third day after the Metropolitan had seemed to lose his fear of the sickness, he disappeared from public life. The people of the city simply assumed him dead. His servants knew that wasn't so, and brought him food and wine, leaving it at the door to his grand chambers. On the fourth day, his most dutiful servant, a young monk who tried his hardest to live a pious life amid both the squalor and suffering of so many in the city, and the hypocritical opulence of the men who had taken a vow of poverty. Noticed the food and wine left at the door were untouched. Flies gathered and crawled across the fine silver. Timidly, he knocked on the door and called to the man of God he had served for almost two years. There was no response. At least, no normal response. From the other side of the door, the young monk heard a buzzing noise. He called again to His Holiness, but when the only reply was an even louder sound that made him think of the swarms of locusts that ravaged his village when he was a small boy, he called for the guards. Armed with their ceremonial polons, the guards forced the door open. The monk rushed ahead into the Metropolitan's private chambers, which were lit only by a sputtering oil lamp and the setting sun. Though the dark room was dead still, the sound was deafening. Examining the dirty plates and the empty cups, the monk discovered the dressing gown of Metropolitan Alexios, the very article the monk had helped him don just two days ago. When he lifted the robe, he found another garment beneath, at least what he first mistook to be a garment. Merciful God, help us, he said as he lifted up the empty skin of Alexios. The buzzing turned to a roar as a torrent of flying insects descended from the dark ceiling. They swept over the monk, swarming him, covering his body. One of the guards attempted to grab the young man and pull him free, but soon found that the creatures had abandoned the monk and enveloped him. His compatriot, knowing his arms would be of no use, tried to flee what he saw as death itself, but was met by a cloud of the insects before he could reach the door. The young monk, eyes closed, deep in frantic prayer, opened his eyes when the sound of the creatures and the screaming of the guards ceased. There were the two guards, looking as healthy and strong as ever. The rest of the room was empty and silent, but for the three who just recently entered. It's a miracle, the monk exclaimed. By God's will, we are saved. The guards smiled. 
Not a relieved smile, not a thankful smile, but the smile of a fox eyeing its prey. The monk's trial for the murder of Metropolitan Alexios was almost perfunctory. Later, he would disappear from the dungeon, assumed to be another victim of the plague. Watching from beside one of the guards whom arrested him was a man clad in all black traveling clothes and a broad-brimmed hat. Well, Dag, he said to the guard, look at you. There just comes out of them this like eruption of just a cloud of beetles. So there are these beetles that are maybe like an inch long, but they just fly out of the mouths and eyes of uh, these two old folks, and they just are kind of swarming around in this room. Man, I'm glad we didn't let them go. It would have been hard to track a thousand beetles. Yeah, and it, it it's this massive cloud of of these things. And I think it just kind of, like, buzzes. They're just swarming around in there. The cameras on the inside are just seeing, like, the, the flittering of stuff to where you can't really see much else. And, yeah, Dr. McLean is, like, I think he, like, takes off his glasses and cleans them and puts them back on. And then cleans them again and puts them back on. And is like, what? I, I will say between this and the uh, rat vampire that turned into a horde of rats... Um, we maybe should invest in some kind of insect or pest uh, horde killing capabilities. And he, he says that in front of that doctor. Yeah. Uh, uh, Dr. McLean is like, well, now I guess we have to find out if they're regular beetles. You're, you're not wrong, doctor. Uh, Look for some kind of like uh, flamethrower. And he'll... Uh, he'll like look to Mr. Welker on that one. Listen, analysis first, incineration second. We need to know what the deal is with these bugs. And I think Dr. McLean is. Yeah, Dr. McLean is like, yeah, as a scientist, that is a good idea. He's, uh, and he'll say, uh, have we had any reports anywhere else in the city with, um, you know, like, sort of wave abstractly that? And um, you haven't gotten any kind of reports in from uh, from Winters yet. Um, and oh yeah, you guys are just being like given a list of addresses and like workplaces and that kind of stuff. So you have this like crazy long list of here's all these people who fit the the circumstances that you described of like would have come in contact with these folks or regularly come in contact with them is shorter, but it's still very long. Yeah. And I mean, given Walker's way, it wouldn't just be surveillance. Like in a perfect world, he would quarantine these people. I don't know how much you can get away with normally, but definitely like at the very least, like 24 hour, like we want to know where they are. When mm -hmm. the building kind of stuff limit their contact if they can okay so yeah i don't think you guys have the power to quite do that yeah, that's, that's fine i mean i'm saying yeah. the perfect world that's what you want and whatever degree the closest you can get to that is what you would like i think that like with winter's help those folks could all some of those folks could also be surveilled 
And so, like, between the Lore Corporation and Winters, like, a good chunk of these people can be surveilled, but unfortunately not all of them, and they can't all necessarily be, like, like, all right, everybody's on house arrest, and then we're going to interview everybody and do beetle tests. We could also try by just tracking the bugs. I'm really wary of letting any of these things out. No, I don't mean that. I mean, like, call local exterminators and see who's had a problem. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, if there's any reports of beetles like this anywhere, would love to know about that. Um, okay. So this sounds like another investigative mystery, and you're trying to answer the question, where did it go? That sounds right. Yeah. Want me to roll it? Yeah, go for it. Seven. It's sharp, right? Yes. Yes. If we seven. if we take the call uh, people about bugs thing, maybe we could loop in that old uh, ranger from uh, the werewolf uh, game. Darian Pringle? Yeah. Okay. Darkblade, could you do this? Could you roll an eight-sided die for me? Five. A five. All right. So you guys have gotten a call about um, uh, a place that you regularly hang out. And that is there was um, you got a call from Lurk. Not the pancake house. Yeah, not the, not the pancake dump. Yeah, so if you guys like look into exterminator calls and like like uh, that kind of stuff, uh, there was a call regarding the pancake house. Oh, get me that flamethrower! Just got personal. This is now the pancake arc. Mm-hmm. Our final and best arc. Mm-hmm. The most buttery. I'm flapping Jack, and you'll never stop me. All right, we need to get down there. Stat. Well, what's the call about? Um, I think, yeah, there was just a, a there was a call from. I think there was a call from the pancake house to like an exterminator to come out, and that there were like all of these bugs nearby. That there was like a crazy swarm or like a nest of of them that had um, like been in the back of the like basically where they have this dumpster. And that they needed people to come out and deal with this, and through like the Lore Corporation's uh, like connections and basically like ability to almost hire some of these companies, someone will can eventually tell you like, oh yeah, we were called about that um, to deal with something, and what they said sounded like uh, it almost sounded like a cartoon swarm of bees. If you ever seen that on the old Bugs Bunny cartoons. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, well, that's a solid lead. Definitely want to check that out. <sighs> yeah. Cool. So do you what? just leave Dr. McLean to continue studying this stuff? Yeah, he's fine. What do you, what's the name of the old waitress who always serves us our pancakes? Lurleen Delwood. There's actually an answer to that? I was yes. I thought we were just gonna invent one. <laughs> awesome. At the beginning of at the beginning of one of the arcs, we had like a scene where we talked about her almost her backstory. <laughs> I approved entirely. Yeah, Sundry and her had a, a long-running romance. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm even, even more invested. That's that's not true, but... Or we haven't... Ass- we haven't, or at least we haven't gone, gotten into it yet. They had a flirtation. They have certainly yeah. a flirtation. They've had a dalliance. She recognized his, uh, his, his uh, name. All right, well, we need to get down there, and Lorlaine needs to be on duty. Yeah. So... 
you guys get down there to the pancake house. And of course, the usual folks, Lurleen Delwood and Virgil Sutherland. Uh, Lurleen. Oh, shit. They Lurleen, might all be infected. Lurleen greets you and is like, Oh, hey there. Haven't seen you in a while. What's is there any detail about Lurleen that we might remember that uh, uh, you know might be some way of telling whether or not she's off? She was tall, pale. Body was not full of insects. Yeah, <laughs> she had a distinct lack of bugs all up in her. Um, you know that she in the past when uh, we brought it up, I think she would always like talk about Sundry's eyes. Was it either Sundry's eyes or Darkblade's eyes? I forget. I don't remember either. And um, and she did. One day, you guys were talking about in the second mystery, which I know Lee, you were not there for. But in the second mystery, you guys were talking about um, those like college students who were dying. And at some point, she did tell you basically like, "Hey, like this, you're you're freaking other people out. Shut up." But yeah, when you come in, she's like, oh, hey there. I haven't seen you in a long time, hon. Does the place still have the normal amount of uh, patrons that it that it would usually have? Yeah, I think that this place is... It's never... It's, it's only ever slammed, like, breakfast time and you're coming here after you've been drinking time. And most other times when you guys would arrive, uh, it's... There's usually two other tables that are full, but the places consistently has people in it. Like, it's almost never empty. So, it doesn't look... It doesn't look different in that capacity. I'm starting to think the salt litmus test may actually be our best weapon at this point. We just have, like, a salt-tossing Gatling gun. Well, what I was thinking is just ordering a meal and then asking her to bring salt if it wasn't on the table. See if that there was any hesitation there. I think, I think while you guys are like standing there, somebody behind you, like someone comes up behind you, and she's like, "Oh yeah, just round back, go go ahead." And you see, it's like a guy that says, "Like it's like Acme Exterminators." All right. Well, I'm gonna follow them. Maybe. Okay. Maybe like we can split up. Someone's gonna interrogate um, Lorelaine. Lurleen. Lurleen. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to see this bug situation. Yeah, I think I'll join in on the bug situation. Cool. All right, so it's just Darkblade hanging out at the diner? Yep. All right, sounds good. Darkblade, you can grab a table and sit down. And Lurleen's like, oh, guess your friends will... Guess your friends had to... Uh, get something out of the car or didn't hope it didn't scare him off none has she seen dark blade since his uh physical transformation uh has she or have you still been coming to the pancake house dark blade yes but it, less frequently less frequently yeah she yeah, hasn't seen me much she was like what can i get you sugar you're looking good been exercising Yep. Uh, I'm just going to get the... Um, we'll start off with the coffee and uh, sugar and cream. Orlean. Thanks. Oh, yeah. Well, when your friends come back, just wave me down. You're good. 
And she goes back and in two seconds has a cup of coffee for you. And yeah, Virgil Sutherland, meanwhile, is just kind of cooking hash browns and whatnot. And she'll go over to another customer after she gives you your coffee and she'll talk to them. And then she'll be like, uh, let me get a full smothered, full smothered hash, uh, onions and peppers. And he, and he just repeats full smothered hash, onions and peppers. All right. He's just doing that. Meanwhile, outside. Woker, you guys follow the Acme Exterminator Man. Um, and he is... Uh, like he goes to his truck and he gets like... Uh, some kind of like... Just some kind of spray. And... He's... Got that and he kind of just walks back to this dumpster walks back like to the bases of the base of the building itself and kind of like near the door and kind of sprays this stuff around and he just looks like he's doing usual exterminator stuff um he also puts out like um kind of some kind of traps have we seen any of the bugs yet i think you guys will see bugs here and there but it's nothing crazy you do not see a giant cartoon swarm of bugs do we see any beetles that match the description as the ones we've seen? No. Okay, so I'll, I'll just ask the exterminator then. Ah, uh, who are you? He sprays ah! you. Yeah, yeah Welker is yeah, blind. Roll, yeah, roll tough. Yeah. Um, he'd be like, listen, uh, um, just wondering, have you gotten any similar, have you had seen any uptick in calls recently? Um, how's business? He's like, oh, well, uh, I mean... Here you go, and he'll give you a card. And he's like, if you need a card, you can always call uh, call to schedule something. But haven't seen too much of an uptick. This was a they're a they're a, a client of ours, and somebody they must have just been must have just been exaggerating. I don't want to. They're, they're a restaurant. This is this is a dumpster. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have bugs here and there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. About what? He's like, uh, and this guy kind of like weighs, should he tell you or not? And then he'll say like, we got some calls that there was some kind of huge amount of, uh, huge amount of bugs and like, just like a big swarm. I thought I was going to come out here and it was going to be bees. They said it looked like roaches. I don't see that. I mean, again, it's a dumpster. You're going to have bugs, but Shouldn't be anything too crazy. Hell, if it was bees, clearly, and he kind of motions around, clearly they moved on to whatever they were looking for. Every now and again, if you'll get, like, uh, and he'll kind of just go into bug talk. Like, sometimes there'll be a swarm that's going through an area, and it'll find, like, a little source of food, and then it'll move on. Uh, probably just went on to the next source of food. <laughs> How right you are, my friend. Um... He'll say, oh, that's crazy. I mean, you would think that it'd be hard to mistake a giant swarm of bugs. Like, how long ago did you get the call? Could they have moved on? I'll say, yeah. Honestly, they, they like could have. In, in what, half an hour? An hour? I'm trying to figure out when he got the call. So I think what happened is he'll run through this with you, which is that he got the call. He came out uh, maybe a couple, maybe like an hour or two afterwards. Okay. Kind of so, came out, and um, so now he's here, 
And like he said, he's not seeing anything. But in that amount of time, that could happen, especially since you don't see any nests or anything like that. And I think he'll he'll like go, you'll stick around with him as he looks in a bunch of spots, thinking this might be where there are nests. And um, and he'll even say like, oh, I'm gonna have to check this area and this area still. But honestly, doesn't seem like there's anything here. I think my last question then to him then would just be, um, well, that sounds really unpleasant. I'm glad that wasn't the case here, but. You know, I'm curious now, if we did find a giant swarm of huge roach-like bugs, what's the best way to deal with that? He's like, he's like, well, honestly, call us. You got the card, right? And he sure like do. laughs. <laughs> what do you want to use? Giant, giant uh, fly catcher? Fly tape? You guys he's, flamethrow them? <laughs> he's, like, he's like, well, you don't want to do that. You end up burning your house down. But, uh, you know, there's always some there's always some smart guy out there who thinks that he sees a hornet's nest or something, big wasp nest. He's going to throw a baseball at it or a rock and something like that. And that might get him to move their nest, but it's going to piss them off first and foremost. And um, even if you're not allergic to bees or wasps, there's you can still get seriously hurt from uh, from their venom. Now, roaches... Honestly, they're more of a sanitary issue than an actual danger. It's not like a, it's not like some kind of movie where they're gonna uh, swarm all over you and eat your bones. You'll say, "Well, well, you know, um, you're an awfully personable fellow, fellow, and you know this is a subject of particular interest to me. And my brother is actually starting a, a exterminator startup uh, uh, in the next city over." So, you know, I'd actually be interested if you guys get any, um, any, like, unique cases, he's hoping to specialize in that. So why don't you just give me a call if you got anything wild for my brother to look up? It's like, sure thing. Yeah. I could, you could give this guy your card, and if he sees something, he can probably be down for that. Cool. Yeah. I think especially if you're just like, and here's $20. <laughs> He'll be like, yeah. Absolutely. Just twenty-one dollars. Oh fuck yeah! And he's yeah. like, and who do you want me to kill? <laughs> That's all it took for this guy to 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 bend into murder. But yeah, <laughs> so yeah, if you just give this guy twenty bucks, he'll be like, yeah. If I hear anything crazy, I'll give you a call. Anyway, I gotta lift up this piece of like soffit over here and do this thing and this thing. But I'm, I don't think I'm gonna find anything. Okay. So yeah, uh, honest. Yeah, and honestly, he's not going to. Okay. Meanwhile, back inside, as Welker was outside talking to the Acme Exterminator, Darkblade is... He's got his coffee and Lurleen comes back up and says, uh, How about some food there? Uh, do you have... Um, how are the mozzarella sticks tonight, Lurleen? She goes, Crunchy, gooey? Hit the spot. Mm-hmm. You want ranch or you want uh, uh, the mozzarella sauce? What's it called? Marinara sauce. Yeah, I'll, I'll get both, please. Absolutely. And you don't like, want me to mix them together this time like I did, like you had me do it before? Oh, I wasn't going to ask, sure. but. I'll put them in the same little to, bowl Arlene, for you. I'm happy. All right, I'll be right back. All right, yeah. And I think, uh, Carl, when you come back in. Lurleen Delwood is, uh, she sees you and she kind of like points to, 
Oh no, she doesn't point. The place is so small. She doesn't have to like co- silently communicate with you over this thing. It's the size of a waffle house. She's like, she's like, oh, hey, welcome back, y'all. You want some coffee? Yeah, and he'll join um, Dark Blade at the table, and he'll he'll agree um, to the coffee. And then when he has a moment, he'll turn to Dark Blade and say, "Well, any weird vibes, Mister Blade?" No. Uh. Uh-uh. Any reactions to the salt? I didn't throw salt in Marlene. If that's I didn't throw salt in this woman's face yet. She seemed perfectly well, normal. As you though. might recall, the Robinette seemed pretty normal before all the shit hit the fan too. All right. Dark Blade will start unscrewing the cap on the salt shaker and um, waiting for alert and like kind of leave it perilously at the edge of the table. Sure. Cool. Waiting for uh, Arlene to come back. So yeah, soon enough she'll come back with... Uh, uh, I, I'm not sure we need so much salt in this one, guys. Uh, someone did call an exterminator. That's true. Although, hmm. you know, we have no way of knowing. Maybe she did call the exterminator, but maybe she's not here anymore. Oh, meaning that she got she called the exterminator, but now she's possessed, and now she's not the same person? Mm-hmm. Okay. Sorry, I'm too dumb. Uh, but yeah, Lurleen comes back and she's got um, she's got fresh cups of coffee and a thing of mozzarella sticks, and she's got it on that little tray. And she she doesn't have it on the tray. She can hold two cups of coffee in her hand and a thing of mozzarella sticks and uh, the little notepad under her arm. And she goes to give that hell. She doesn't need a notepad. She's a damn fine waitress. Yeah, she knows what's up. She knows yeah. what's up, and she kind of puts everybody's food down. Gives Welker's coffee, gives Sundry some coffee, and slides the the mozzarella sticks there to Dark Blade, and says, "I thought we were." She would be like, "I thought we were at a ranch uh, for you, but turns out I just had to open a new one. You're all set." Well, thanks, thanks, Lorleen. And he'll fumble and knock over the the salt shaker with it, the lid already unscrewed, mm-hmm. right into her um, lap. Okay, salt pouring down her. Yeah, and so she's like, "Oh, whoop." Oh, don't worry, don't worry. And she'll pick it up and she goes, now you know that's bad luck. Oh, I'm sorry about that, Larley. And he'll, um, he'll like put it, he'll, um, get some of the salt, like, on his hand and, and like reach for her hand to get it back and, like, get the salt on her, on her hand skin as he's, like, reaching for it. Yeah, and rubber a little bit. Yeah. So, yeah. So while this, uh, um, you ever see, you ever see what they do with tequila shots, Larley? You ever see? Perfect how people do that and then and she's like oh yeah i know i know all about that and you don't need to you don't need to tell this old gal and then uh, we'll pick up some salt and then like sort of like caress her face <laughs> he'll say you know you can use this as an exfoliant too Lily. <laughs> yeah yeah and what about virgil does he know how to does he know how to do tequila shots too how the people do them in spring break i saw <laughs> it on the TV show once like a show does he know about tequila and she's like, I'm sure he knows. I'm sure he knows all. That. Okay, hold on. She's like, Oh, I'm sure he's. Uh, I'm sure he knows knows well enough about tequila for sure. There, uh, there, hun. And yeah, she doesn't seem to have any adverse reaction aside from like, Oh, you made a mess. Um, I'm trying to be as polite as I can, but just let me clean up the mess so I can get back to doing my job. Probably not even as weird as like half. Oh, it, it's back. it's it's not. I feel that she has a uh, probably a way higher tolerance for some of this shit than uh, 
uh, she's a, the equivalent of a Waffle House waitress. This is a tough lady. Yeah. yeah. And so she's, yeah, her, yeah, the thing she's annoyed with is she has to clean up this salt. It's not the rest of this absurd behavior. She just assumes you're just on meth. <laughs> no. Uh, she, but she's like, yeah, she doesn't have any kind of adverse relation to it. She'll use her hand to just somewhat maybe not super sanitarily, just scoop the st- leftover stuff off the table into her other hand and uh, kind of walk over to toss that away. Would this okay. be a reasonable... I taste, the mo- I taste the mozzarella stick. Oh, that's re- It's full of beetles. Ah, ah. It was there the whole time. Yeah. They can, also, they can also possess snacks. Um, no. Uh, yeah, the mozzarella sticks are... They're... they're they're that thing where you're like, ooh, delicious, and you can hold the outside. The inside is molten lava hot to the point where you're like, oh, 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 oh and you're trying not to spit it out. Um, and you're just really, right yeah, and you're pouring cool the sauce down. into your mouth to cool it down, but you're like, oh, I really burned the roof of my mouth pretty bad. But ooh, you're gonna be feeling that it's, for days. it's good. Take a harm? I'm pretty close to the grave right now. Yeah, and it's it's aggravated damage. <laughs> yeah, yeah but anyway. Sopping blood all over this chair. <laughs> yeah, yeah, your fucking jaw falls off. No, um, you. But yeah, the the, the mozzarella sticks taste good. Lurleen didn't have any kind of reaction to the salt. Nothing so, like that. Would this be a reasonable time to read a bad situation? That sounds like a perfect thing to do. All right, I got. Hold on, that's sharp. Good old sharp. Ten. Yeah. Ten. All right. So you get to ask right, either two or is, three of those questions. Are there any dangers we haven't noticed? Uh, at some point, you guys kind of realize that Lurleen is having this conversation with Virgil, and she keeps going up to him, and like every time there's something that has to be ordered, and she keeps having to repeat the order, and you're like, that's never happened the entire time you've been here. Virgil's always just kind of been like, all right, coming up. All right, such and such is up. That's it. And like, like maybe you've heard him be like, I'm going to go out for a cigarette. And that's it. Like This guy barely talks. He's just this big... D- southern guy who looks like an old biker and he's just kind of like cooking at this grill and that's basically all you have encountered and now she's having to like tell him this stuff over and over again and the thing that pops into your head is well this isn't some is something that i uh should probably be aware of and you do realize that he has been looking over at you guys a fair number of times but the mozzarella sticks tasted right they tasted fine dead end guys All right, so definitely that's the information we will all share with each other. Um, Dead end is just you you uh, having eaten too many mozzarella sticks, and now the bugs are inside you. You just have you just have crazy diner diarrhea. Yeah, diarrhea. Or it's like Futurama, where he eats the eggs and becomes super powerful. Yeah, exactly. My grandfather came over here on the sandwich. Well, none of these other questions seem uh, super pressing right now. Um, I'm going to consult the rest of the team and be like... Throw, throw salt on Virgil. What, so, do that option. I'm just curious. The salt thing has worked really well for us in the previous encounter. Do any of us actually know... Is it because of the jar? It's because the, it was holding the jar and that's what it was? Yeah, okay. that was our cool. Thank you. Okay. Um... Well, I mean, yeah. Walks is down to do that. I, I feels like it's his turn. Sundry salted the um, rat, rat, rasinets. 
Robinettes. Robinettes. Like raisinettes, but robin's eggs. Raisinettes is the name. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Blade salted the waitress. I'll, 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 I'll take it. I'll take this one. So, uh, <sighs> um, you'll go back there and say, see, like, hey, Virgil, um, how's it going? And this guy kind of like looks over his shoulder and says, "Just go, going pretty well. Just cooking up some eggs." And he'll say, um, "That's good, man. Hey, I noticed there was an exterminator here earlier. Um, I'm sorry to hear about that. I know having bugs in the restaurants like sort of the worst case news, isn't that right?" Nobody likes uh, nobody likes anything creeping and crawling. I say, yeah. Uh, talking to the exterminator guy, he said it wasn't just any bugs. He said they had reports of a giant cloud of beetles. How crazy is that? He'll say, I've seen a lot of things, but I ain't seen a cloud of beetles. No, they said that it was right here, right in your own dumpster. Not, not three hours ago. You were working here, or was that before your shift? Well, maybe outside, now near the dumpster, you'll have some bugs running around now and again. But mostly, and he's turning his head around to respond. And as Welker keeps asking him these questions, we see Virgil Sutherland's hand grab, not that spatula again, but just a huge knife. And he whips around with this knife in hand at Welker. Uh, could you go ahead and roll, make a tough roll for me? Yes, sir. Eight. Eight. Okay. So you're... Um, how are you responding uh, violently to this? Uh, I'm tempted to just say like, oh, he had his hand in his pocket and he just shoots him. It's a possibility. Is that what you think you'd do? Yeah, fuck it. Let's go full barrels blazing. Let's do this. Okay. Yeah. So this guy whips around and um, he since you rolled an eight, he is going to hurt you. That's fine. Uh, he whips around and just, he just jams it into Welker's arm, like into his bicep. And we see that the knife goes like deep in. This guy's very large. Oh, so it would do three. I'm sorry. Every time I take damage, I can heal according to this move. So okay. I have to roll for it. That's a convenient time. I know, right? Yeah. So I heal, I heal whenever I'm fine. Well, I mean, you tell me if this is what it sounds like. Unquestionable vitality. When you have taken harm, you can heal yourself. Roll plus cool. And then it gives numbers. Yeah. Okay, so I take minus one because of immortal, and then I roll an 11. So I take two less on top of that, so I should take no damage. Right, yeah. So cool. you, uh, I think, how does this look grievous at first, and then you, and then not be an issue? Oh, I think um, he, like, has the full like the blade buried in his arm and no blood comes out um and he sort of like recoils a bit from the impact but otherwise just seems unfazed okay um and he just in, in response shoots this guy oh yeah sure yeah uh what how much damage does that do uh oh you know this raises another question i can't really shoot a guy with a gun in my pocket, if my two weapons are a shotgun and a grenade launcher. Well, maybe <laughs> if you want to switch one of those out for something else. You know what? Your... 
maybe carrying maybe, around weapon. Maybe it'd make more sense if you just fought him physically. Okay, that's fine. Okay, so maybe he'll just try and um, oh, he'll grab like one of the pans and just like try and hit him over awesome. the head. Awesome, cool. Yeah, you grab this. Uh, yeah, you grab one of the coffee pots and just crack it over his head like in yeah. uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont cool. High. Yeah, perfect. Uh, yeah, and I think everybody's like. Should have gotten some supplies from the exterminator. Yeah, I think everybody in there is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. the the. Uh, the, the five or six customers in the place are like, holy crap! Lurleen's like, They're what are almost... you two doing? What is going on? If this were a real, like, Waffle House, they'd all stand up and have guns. <laughs> yeah. Half of them are recording and then half are shooting. <laughs> no, half of them would be shooting and then a few of them would probably be, like, on the, on your side for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, okay, so yeah, I'm just gonna bash them over the head with, with the coffee pot. These eggs were cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so Lurleen like screams and um, I said over medium, damn it. Yeah. Uh, what are what are Darkblade and Sundry's reactions to this? Uh, I guess trying to calm down Lurleen. Be like, it's not what it looks like, Lurleen. He's just trying to apprehend him. Hmm. That sounds like a manipulate roll of some kind or another. Yeah, that, sure. Let's do that as a manipulate roll to see if you can calm this lady down, who, from her perspective, is watching her longtime coworker get uh, attacked by a, yeah. a patron. What? Um, what's the base stat for that? Charm. Oh, good. Okay. Um, total of a nine. Total of a nine. Maybe, maybe if uh, um, Darkblade helps me. I guess what what Sandra would be saying is he'll like look in her eyes and he'll be like, "I swear to you, Lurleen, I will not let you get hurt through all this." Charms his last name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, does Darkblade want to try to give him a hand with that? Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. Okay. Go for it. How how do you think you're doing that? Just throw it more salt at her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, Orlean, this sauce is so good. You mix it up so well. Um, we're going to give you a really good tip because uh, you are our favorite server. We just really want to show all of our appreciation for everything you do. Um, you really are. You really are the best. And, um, you know, we all we all work hard. But at the end of the so, day, Arlene, not everybody, not everybody is just brings joy uh, into the workplace. But you certainly do. So do you is is that the goal here is you're just going to try to give this lady a bunch of money? <laughs> yeah, he's got his chain wallet out. He's like um uh well no, he's also he's rolling like weird. 13 dollars. 14 dollars. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. We I know we usually only tip now. Don't want to break a 20. Mm -hmm. Well, you're 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 helping and in this game I think you always help with cool. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. like, how how is it that you're helping? He's giving money. Yeah, he'll do the money thing. Okay, so yeah, so if you do that, let's have you make that cool roll and see if it pops that up. <sighs> oh, I got a eleven. All right, so yeah, so you take out all the cash that you have, and mm -hmm. you're like, we'll give you this huge amount of money. And um, yeah, I think that uh, if you just like kind of promise to give her like all this money, like with uh sundry's like promises that like she's not gonna be hurt um and she's uh she'll just say like like
like uh, she'll basically say something in the nature of like like I'm not getting involved with you with you fellas, but I'm calling the cops and I'm calling the cops in five minutes. Lurleen, you called Detective Winters and you tell him we got a problem here. And, uh, maybe he'll like slide over a card if he has one. Sure. And um, yeah. Meanwhile, Woker and this guy are just like wrestling with one another. Um, was he phased by the uh, the trauma to his head? Uh, how much damage do you normally you you got a thing to do additional damage, right? To do a magical force attack for two harm. A magical force attack for two harm. Okay. So you think you're just using like just tremendous strength, like inhuman strength, and you're just bashing this guy with a pot or with a coffee pot? Yeah. Sure. Oh, and he's like, oh, it's hot. Yeah. So you do that. You bash this guy over the head. We see glass kind of shatter all over and he kind of like, like his head kind of, his head turns as anybody's would if they got struck really hard. And then, um, I think this guy's going to try to just get out of here and just kind of like bowl you over, uh, to get out of this place. Well, I certainly wouldn't like that. Mm -hmm. I think that's, uh, since you are likely to have tried to like reciprocate with violence again, that's probably just another tough roll. Seven. Seven. Okay. Same deal. So, um, I think this guy tries to like knock you over. He'll, um, he hits you with like tremendous force. Like this guy's big, but he shouldn't be able to use this much. Have like this guy's big, but he's not, shouldn't be this strong. And so it's going to be another two damage. I think sans the knife, uh, since it's, since it's without the knife, he's just trying to like knock you away and you're able to harm this guy more, but because you didn't get a better result, um, he is going to be heading out the door. Sounds like he's someone else's problem now, right, boys? So, um, and in the in that process, you're you are going to hurt him, though. How are you doing that? Oh, maybe like he bowls past me, and then I like I look around and I pick up like um, his heaviest cast iron pan and hurdle it at the back of his head. Sure, you just wang this pan into his head, yeah. and. Um, yeah, I think this guy, like, you you hear, like, a crunch noise that is very, very unpleasant, and his head kind of, like, tilts back in a gross way, and he's, like, trying to run out the back door, but he's kind of stumbling around a little bit, in part because his head is, like, moving in a weird way. Uh, so he's he's going out the back? Yeah, I think he's heading out the back, which is towards that dumpster. Um... Do we still have the same harm as last time? Um, yeah, I think only like six hours has passed. Uh, I think only like a night has passed. Well, you. Okay. Yeah, oh, you're right. No, it's been day. twenty. It's been twenty-four hours, but yeah. yeah. Um. So if you guys, based on the healing, I'm sure you've healed at least one just from resting, especially since it was mostly like bruises and that kind of thing. Sounds good. Um. Okay. I guess we'll just chase after this guy. Um, do, does anyone else have keys to your car besides uh, you, uh, Walker? That's a good question. It never crossed my mind. So maybe if you'd suggested it? 
I just thought of it now. But I, I was going to yell for Darkblade to, to bring the car around back. I'd happily give my keys to one of you. No, we would just chase after this guy. Okay, and this place is pretty. Yeah. This place is pretty. I'll, I'll run him over. Oh, so Darkblade's going to try to get in the car to possibly run this guy down. Yeah, break into the car, the the supercar, and then hotwire it. Well, Walker can just throw him the keys. Again, th this place is pretty small. You're all kind of, you're all in a waffle house size. I'm not really going to run him over. Hey, you guys. I'm going to try to not try to stop him though. Yeah. All right, so this guy runs outside. I think that exterminator is like, oh, hey, uh, I just sprayed. And this guy just pushes him down into like a, a pile of trash. And he's like, oh, my God, my butt. Um, he lands on his butt. Ooh. Is the exterminator spray can still around? Sure, absolutely. <laughs> I'm getting some strong Men in Black vibes from all this. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to grab his spray can and sure. um, like attack him with it, basically. Like, just start, start spraying him with the, the stuff. Okay. So, yeah. So, Sundry's trying to attack this guy. That sounds like it kicks some ass as well. All right. Go for it. So, it's plus tough. 11. 11's pretty good. All right. So, you get to do one of these uh, additional things. I'm going to give one forward to... I'm going to force him where I want him. And so maybe I sort of like spray him in the eyes with this stuff mm -hmm. and then just like tackle him into the dumpster. Okay, that's fine. I was going to say, or do you like just p push him into a place where then you guys can get, uh, get him real close to the van? The plan is that to like get him into a confined space. Okay, so dumpster is the way you want to go? Unless there's anything else around. I mean, your two best options would be the dumpster or maybe Darkblade pulls that van around. Well, if Darkblade's doing that, I'll definitely push him toward the van. Okay. So, yeah. So, you spray this guy. You're able to kind of, like, catch up as this guy's running in kind of a weird way and able to grab the exterminator's um, kind of, like, spray can. And you're able to spray this stuff on him. Um, I think he kind of, like, like holds at his eyes for... Uh, does he even hold? Yeah, he. Oh, the big thing is, he like lashes out at you, and I think. Um, oh, to get that dumpster involved, I think he like is just kind of like. Uh, oh, I think you. Let me let me see how this uh, how this feels to you. You go and try to grab this guy and turn him around, and he kind of like wrestles with you, and he throws you into this dumpster, and um, once you're kind of in the dumpster and you're kind of like eye to eye with him you spray him with all this stuff and as he tries to turn to run away he can't seemingly see and um dark blade almost just backs the van into this guy um where one of you guys can easily should be able to with another roll push this dude right into this van awesome god only knows what's in this dumpster oh god it's old hash browns yeah these mozzarella sticks are really hard yeah. How old were these mozzarella sticks? Alright, so uh, Darkblade, do you want to try to do this as some really tricky driving where you just get these doors winged open and back this dude into the van? Uh-huh. Okay. Um, hmm. Let's see if you could do that as a cool roll without running this guy over. 
Get a 10. 10. All right, you do it. You actually do some pretty awesome driving. You're like, I've been uh, playing a lot of games where driving is uh, as realistic as it possibly can be. And let me tell you, the movie Crank nails it. Exactly. And, um, yeah, you you kind of... Uh, you do like a crazy person three point turn in this van. And um, as this guy's kind of like stumbling around, clearly blinded, um, you had opened up the back doors and you just kind of like drive in such a way where you're, you just stop at like his legs. And so, yeah, you hit his legs and you probably hurt his shins really badly, but you do it just shy of breaking this guy's legs and he flops into the thing and Welker can come out and he and Sundry, as Sundry scrambles out of this dumpster, can throw this dude into this cage and lock the cage behind him. Sounds good to me. One of us needs to figure out like who turned into the bugs in the first instance. Like, who's missing from the restaurant? Is there anyone, Austin, who's like a normal person we might see there, but who's conspicuously absent? No, I think if you talk to Lurleen, like, quickly, A, she wants you guys to kind of get out of here. Um, and... Uh, but especially, like I said, if you guys end up giving her just like a big chunk of cash... Uh, yeah, I'd like it to not just be a bribe thing. I'd like to like be like, "Hey, we still, we're like, we're like the FBI, basically." Like, I wanted to think like we're the good guys. I think because I think because of Lee's role, here's, how Alex here's some money to think that. Yeah, I think because of how Lee's role went, like he did end up getting a ten. I think that she's not just like self interestedly taking this money. Um, I think it was the thing that like helped put her over the edge with it. Of like, oh, okay, and especially because part of my part of this restaurant got messed up, um, like that can kind of like go towards that. Uh, but yeah, if you wanted to think that you're in the FBI or you're somehow connected to the police, uh, she could kind of have that like slight inclination, but still going. But how, huh? Um, but she can tell you that she saw that big swarm of bugs earlier. And um, she sent, she told Virgil to go deal with it. And uh, when he came back and said that it wasn't anything and that she didn't need to worry about it, she decided to call the exterminator nonetheless. That's no, the I'm deal. Starting, I'm starting to think uh, we, we do need to consult Sundry's second opinion. What do you mean? Ask your, ask your nuns. Oh, all right. Yeah, let's do it. Would it work better as a call or a trip? I think we should bring the thing. I mean, uh, I would say like Sunday, yeah. like the leader. Mr. Welker, finally seeing the light of the day. The light of the good Lord. The boys in the lab are working on one end. Let's get an exorcism on the other side. I like it. Uh, my mom always said, don't, uh, don't put all uh, your eggs in one bushel basket. All right. Yeah, so you guys can drive this van to the Mary Queen of the Seas shrine, this huge uh, kind of cathedral that overlooks the beach, and um, the the cross on top is like a top almost a lighthouse type fixture, and um, when this you get there, a great church. 
lovely, lovely people, but a um, little aggressive on the baptizing. This will be the first time, like, Dark Blade and Mr. Welker have seen this place, I imagine. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, I mean, the actual place itself... So, I'm imagining this place like the Mary Queen of the Universe Shrine in Orlando, where it's this massive place that's almost like a mega church. Is it that, or is it just a very, very large church that serves this weird purpose? Or is, like, are people coming in and out of here, like... Are hundreds, if not thousands, of people coming here, but just on Sunday? Yeah, I think that's or right. just like d just during mass, kind of a yeah, thing. No, it should be a big. It should be similar to the Queen of the Universe shrine. Okay, so normally this maybe place... there are like parts of it that are off limits, and that's where we're going. Okay, yeah. So there's the actual shrine itself, and then there's kind of the, um, the nunnery, which I don't even know if it would be called that fully, but they used to be called that. Now they're called convents. So there's there's that area and that's where not only the nuns live, but where like you had been helped by them when you kind of arrived here. And if you go to that area, pretty soon some of the sisters can uh, bring Mother Thala there and she'll look you over and say like, well, I'm sure whatever it is, this is something serious. I see the look in your eye. It's like it's about as serious as it gets. We got a full-on demon possession by this um, um, with this crazy line chef. We got locked up in the back, and uh, he's about set to explode into a big old pile of bugs. I, I, I done seen it with my own two eyes. And I think as you're as she's like walking to the back of the the van with you. She'll be like, you know, most people who think someone's possessed, uh, the person usually just has some kind of uh, mental health or emotional problem. And usually by the person, I mean the one making the accusation, not the the person they claim is possessed. And well, so, Mother, um, uh, guilty on all charges, but I th still think you should take a look at this guy. And she'll like kind of like say... She'll she'll kind of have it like like well I can see that you're serious and and when you guys open this thing up she just like looks at this thing uh, she just looks at Virgil who is um, she, she should say something like sweet Mary <laughs> yeah sweet Christmas yeah what, what's what's a good nautical thing that she could say well blow me down shiver me timbers yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. blow me down. Jesus, take the, the helm. God, we did this one. <laughs> God damn it. Coxon. Yeah. Uh. Jesus, batten these hatches down. I don't know <laughs> if I can weather this storm. Um, but yeah, so she... Tail. Yeah. So she looks at this... Uh, she looks at Virgil Sutherland, who is very beat up. Uh, again, his neck is like moved in a weird way. And she'll... She looks at this and at this guy, and you just hear Virgil Sutherland say, "Oh, great! Brought me to where some nun can try to uh, try to push me out. Good luck." Luck's got nothing to do with it, pal. You're in for a hell of a time. Luck's gonna sit this one out. Yeah, I think actually, almost uh, Mother Thala says it's been a long time since I've performed an exorcism.
This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlude. Additional music for this episode included Weirding Way by Sir Cubworth, A Dangerous Location by Ron Ernest, Trenches by Calpay, and Winter is Coming Adagio, First Snow by D. Yan Key. Please check out our Facebook group for more exciting updates, and we'll see you next week for another exciting episode of This American Monster from this American Dice.